on the edge of space before time began. There was only the Hubverse. Sprocketeers avenged clarity. They dismantled obscurity. They danced when the flywheel spun. Here, we bring you the stories and the journeys to becoming the HubSpot Super Admin. In this episode, Ron admits he's bad at naming, tells us his one year to diamond story, and explains to us the power of asking questions. Welcome to the Becoming a HubSpot Super Admin podcast powered by Sprocketeer, where we are championing the HubSpot Super Admin. With us is Ron Barry III. He's the CEO and co-founder of Flywheel Consultancy. He's grown the agency to a diamond HubSpot partner over the past two years. Ron was with us on the launch of Sprocketeer back in April 2022. Hey, Ron. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here again with us here at Sprocketeer. It was HubSpot Super Admin back then. Regardless, you jumped on the eight-hour live stream, one of the hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're coming to us from Montana, but at that time you were in Texas, if I remember right. I was, yeah. I was down in Austin visiting uh, our director of revenue operations, Tyler Ellis. So he made a guest appearance on the podcast as well, uh, on the live stream event as well. So yeah, now I'm in a much colder environment. <laughs> no one here in Missoula, Montana, first snowstorm of the year. We were talking about that right before that it just snowed this past week. Uh, what what is it? We're we're recording in November, beginning of November, 2022, and I haven't heard the Midwest hit or uh, in Indiana, rather, had any of the the snow yet, but you guys have. Yeah, getting getting hit with it here this week, that's for sure. It's great to talk to you again now that you've grown the team. What it's been, let's say, that was April. It's been uh, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, been about October. six months. Been like six months. Yeah. A lot of happened. Team. Inbound. Inbound yeah. 22 happened. <laughs> got to meet you IRL at Inbound. Yeah. Fantastic. Got to meet Tyler at Inbound. Fantastic. And now we get to actually hear uh, more in-depth story. Flywheel. Jeffrey has been very active in Discord. Thank you, Jeffrey. And and Flywheel has just been a huge supporter of Sprocketeer. So um, I know, Ron, we're getting to your story. I just wanted to thank you for leading that charge. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We, we love the community. It's great to see and hear all the stories of other HubSpot admins out there because at the end of the day, that's that's where we live and breathe is, is the HubSpot CRM. All right. Soft toss here. What's your favorite HubSpot tool and why? Yeah. So I don't know about tool, but suite in general or tier or subscription in general, I've always been a big proponent of the service hub and really everything that entails within the service hub. Um, I view the service suite as being all-inclusive of anything in your business that you can operationalize after the contract has been signed. Uh, I'm not right, talking about right. project management. I'm not talking about Monday.com or Asana or ClickUp or any of these other internal tools that you use, but core processes that happen in your business from the point that you make the sale, whether it's client onboarding if you're B2C, if it's shipping and delivery if you're B2C, uh, offboarding, customer support, quarterly business reviews, you name it, whatever you want to log and document of the process with your customers, having it all in one central location really speaks volumes to me and is the way that I've seen it built out and built it out for a bunch of clients in my past. Uh, it's really endless on what the possibilities are. And at the end of the day, you're putting your customer first. 
which is right. really what HubSpot does so well is that whole flywheel model of your customers are your biggest proponents. And I mean, for me and what I've seen with clients that I've worked with, the biggest referral source for future prospects and leads that come in all within right. the same, same system. So service hub. I like that. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick an individual tool within HubSpot, I, I think I'd have to go with workflows. Um, Right. Yeah, workflows in general, the, the availability of manipulating data in the back end is a lot of the common questions that we get. But workflows, I have never seen and I have no development experience at all. Like I cannot code one line of code <laughs> ever. But HubSpot workflows enable me to do that, to take and understand what engineers see and visualize in their heads is, hey, this is possible to do it with like these 20 lines of code. I can do the same thing by looking at a workflow and saying, yeah, this is possible to map this data over to this object and then trigger this action downstream. Mm -hmm. Really the possibilities are endless, which is my favorite thing about HubSpot. <laughs> it is crazy that you have so much tooling control, so much capability with the, the workflows. It's a, it's a common answer. Uh, and to HubSpot's credit, they've done an amazing job. Yeah. You're, you're, depth of reasoning on your why for the service, I really enjoyed that the focus might so often be that there's these great tools on the front end for um, marketing and sales and, and what have you. It's also though an amazing tool for once you have a customer, all of the things that are happening now that they are a customer and you have this relationship going, I really loved the the focus there because it, like you said, the flywheel really is all about that. That that is how you get that. Like the last two thirds or the last third, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I actually just went through and I, I was telling you beforehand, took a whole bunch of the HubSpot certifications recently on the academy, and I ended up taking the service software um, certification as well, service hub software. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the questions and points were really just talking around it in a traditional, like this is your service suite, kind of like a fresh desk or a fresh service mm -hmm. Zen desk tool. And I noticed in the academy and the certification, there, were, there was not a lot of documentation on, hey, you can also use to ticket pipelines to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that's something that in my admin journey, I've learned along the way. And just, I, I don't want to say the word hacked, but I hacked mm -hmm. in to conceptualize it and operationalize other processes for my business. And then I brought that out to the customers that we serve. Um, and that's something I, I spoke on the HubSpot partner panel or partner kickoff panel earlier this year, I think in February. And this was one of the points that I mentioned. And I think I caught a lot of other agencies off guard and saying, oh yeah, this is actually possible. Like this is another way to leverage HubSpot as a tool that's a little bit more out of the box. And I mean, thinking out of the box is, I like to say, I try and do it every day with HubSpot and using HubSpot and my clients. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite aspects of the job is being proposed a problem that has been endemic to a business for years <laughs> and then leveraging a simple set of tools that HubSpot provides, easy to use to solve that. Great summary. I'm going to clip that for sure, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's get into what it is you're doing now. So those of you listening, uh, Sprocketeers, Ron has been in. I, I like the unique journey and we're going to get to where you came from and how you got here. But tell us a couple statements about where you're at right now and what you're doing. 
Yeah, so where I'm at right now, uh, obviously, you have mentioned I'm the CEO of Flywheel Consultancy. Uh, we're hiring, and really, the main focus is on training. I started off as a freelancer. We'll get to that here shortly. But over the time, I have become strictly and only a HubSpot admin for over 225 businesses by now, I think. <laughs> and what I found and what I've noticed in the Sprocketeer community as well, there is a lack of people out there that are extremely well-versed in HubSpot as a tool across the sales, marketing, service, operations, and even the CMS platform. And to be frank, I don't touch the CMS platform at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a, a lack of depth in this software and software expertise as a skill in the market currently. And with HubSpot being so user-friendly and easy to learn, I'm trying to develop a program to train out this role, such as mm -hmm. basically train people to be like myself or to some capacity to be like myself and how I got started as a freelancer. Um, and so that's my main focus in growing my business is hiring on training and working with clients and delivering HubSpot and optimizing HubSpot better for organizations and people out there like everyone probably listening. Love it. Great job. I'm not adding anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're at. Now let's go back to how you started with HubSpot. Uh, I know on the at launch run, you had told me about a couple things on the training side and what you had focused on originally was uh, the sort of migration thing. Um, but I would like you to tell that story of how you started using HubSpot and what it is uh, you were doing when you started with HubSpot. Yeah. You want the short story or the long story? I guess <laughs> Let's do the synopsis and see how long okay. that takes. <laughs> okay. So I was at a company uh, prior to founding Flywheel Consultancy. We're a really small startup out of Denver when I was still living down there. Um, and I came in as R&D, moved around to sales and marketing, and was basically pitched, hey, we need a new CRM. Pick the CRM you want to go with and build it out. And at that point, we had Insightly, and I did a quick Google search, did my research, because that was my background with R&D, and landed on HubSpot, because they were indexed as consistently number one or number mm -hmm. two. At that point, I saw them as number one more than Salesforce, and I knew as a small business, we didn't want to go with Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So made the decision, built out the sales hub, sales pro suite, right off the bat, implemented that for my business. Our marketing manager left and parted ways, so when he parted ways, I shifted my focus to building out the marketing hub pro. So automated as much as possible, really got familiar with the ground floor level, fully self-taught, understanding the system. And by the time that I did the sales and marketing hub rollout and build out for that company, yeah, I was getting to the point where I was thinking of proposing to my wife and needed to raise some extra money. So I went freelancing on Upwork. And the amount of HubSpot admin roles and jobs that I got within the first two weeks would blow your mind. <laughs> uh, and these are ones that I just softly applied to and started learning. And I landed at enterprise implementation right off the bat as a freelancer. I think at that point I was, it was anywhere from 35 to $50 an hour, just trying to make some extra cash on the side. Right. And ran my full first enterprise implementation ever somehow. Wow. In four months. Uh, <laughs> and so that was looking back now, that was in July or August of 2020 when I first started. Uh, okay. And over that time, I was working 40, 50 hours a week on my side jobs, on my side gigs, and realized uh, it's ready to time to leave, left my full-time job, made the jump into full-time freelancing. And then a month later in December, I started Miller Creek Marketing, which is now Flywheel Consultancy. 
And like I mentioned, fully self-taught. I took the certifications. I watched training videos. I messed up a lot. I made mm-hmm. workflow errors, import errors. Mm-hmm. I crashed the website on Thanksgiving one time. <laughs> made all of every mistake in the book. And I encourage my team and anyone who I train that the only way you learn in HubSpot is by making these mistakes. It's if you can minimize the mistakes based on my experience and our other team members' experience on how to avoid them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I got started. And still to this day, I, I, at some point, I was ranked as one of the top HubSpot experts on Upwork. Mm-hmm. And that ended up driving a lot of business to ah. And that's kind of how I got my start and hit Diamond within a year of starting the company. That's right. That's right. You hit Diamond quickly. Yeah, I started the company December 3rd of 2020, and I hit Diamond in mid-December of 21. So it was just technically over a year, but I didn't actually start selling and structuring the company until January of 2021. So I always like to say it was within right. a year. Right, right. <laughs> mini flex, mini flex. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. And, and so the synopsis was great. Thank you. The... I'm going to get started. I'm going to do it. So you go from doing research and seeing that HubSpot's the thing to being able to implement an enterprise account. Like who taught you (laughs) how to do that? Why did you, why were you able to do that? Uh, And and for you, Ron, uh, I'm being a little snarky, uh, but for those of people who listened to your story just now, and ask the question, how the hell did that happen? To you, it might be very obvious. Uh, and so all those obvious things to you, will you make it obvious to all of us? Yeah, I can I can try. Um, I mean, I was, I've always been driven by things that interest me the most. And to, to preface that, I have a degree in biochemistry. I have no mm-hmm. business degree. I have no systems, software, technical background. Right, not technical, not software. Not technical at all. But I like it. But mm-hmm. I like business. I like learning people's stories. I don't like selling. I like talking to people and having a conversation, understanding their problems, and then understanding how I can solve them. And if I make money along the way, and we both make money along the way, that's great. Um, but I think the real root of the question that you're asking is, how did I make that jump? How did I take that risk and investment uh, in myself and my leap of faith away from my previous career and previous path beforehand? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really... Part of that was the support system that I built around myself. My wife is incredibly supportive. Part of it's the work ethic that I just kind of put my head down and work straight away at something. And at the end of the day, I'm putting myself out there to the world, to the the enterprise company that I ended up running the implementation on. And I was shaking nervous on the call. Just on the first conversation with them, they're like, how do you know how to do this? How can you know how to do this? And if you... The part that I love about HubSpot is if you know one aspect of it, if you know sales mm. and workflows and sales pro, but you can apply the same knowledge to workflows and marketing pro. There are different well actions said. that you can execute, but the knowledge is pretty transferable. And the more exposure you have into building out HubSpot CRM and ecosystems and reports, the better you get in the tips and tricks along the way that you can try and post on LinkedIn about all the time, which I do. I try and post my tips. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I don't even know that they're tips and tricks anymore because it's just knowledge that I built along the way through trying and failing. As I mentioned, like, crash the whole website on Thanksgiving. Not cool. But 
The fact so that if I, you were, it, I have never crashed a website again. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've done that, okay, so extract uh, extraction one, you tried things and it broke, and now you learned from how to do it. So your work ethic got you started and you kept moving forward. So, and then no business background. So how could you talk to these companies about what you're going to do? Uh, let's, let's assume that you have the HubSpot knowledge and able to transfer it. How are you talking to them about their business? How did you do that? Lots of questions. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm not a salesperson. I did sales for, I want to say six months at my previous company, didn't sell one thing. So not my forte. Um, <laughs> Ron like is not the salesperson. <laughs> not the salesperson. But I'd like to believe that I, I can hold a conversation. And the shift in COVID to partially remote, partially in person for me, because I'm having conversations like I know you, even way back when, when we first got connected, and you and I had a right. conversation. Right. Uh, and that really is what I found that separates those that can kind of just get on the horse and run with an idea is can you hold a conversation? Can you just chat with someone, learn about their story, talk about the weather, understand the challenges they're facing, and then apply that to, okay, how can I solve these in that spot? Like we have maybe an issue with our sales team recording calls and like logging their information. Well, what's, what's causing that? Is it the tool is difficult to use? They don't know how to use the tool and leverage it properly. Or you're building in 10 hoops and obstacles in here right, that they need right. to jump through to get to the solution. And Yes, every business is different. Every HubSpot CRM implementation or reconfiguration is different. But at the core, they're all using the same tool and they want to grow their business. And when you can understand options that they have along the way, hmm. it makes that conversation so much easier. Uh, and again, I was shaking nervous on my first call. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. more of just let's take the risk and let's dive in and we'll figure it out along the way. Having a simple conversation can lead to implementing solutions it, it's a, a simple concept ron but when you outline the fact that they're going to talk to you about their business they're that expert you're going to ask questions over and over again to extract out the core of the problem like you just said be it the phone call system or the process and then all all you're now doing is translating those solutions into the hubspot solution using the the knowledge you have in hubspot yeah and especially when I first got started, I Googled everything. Like I, I Googled right, things, right. I looked on YouTube, I chatted with HubSpot support. And sometimes it'd take me three different support reps to get my answer. And right. it's really just spending the time and building your knowledge base of this is what's possible, this is what's not. And understanding that what you do for one company or one industry or one vertical is going to be applicable across others. Okay, we have where you are, we have where you came from. Talk to us about some milestones, Ron. What, when you look back, talk to us about some milestones in between. Yeah, uh, definitely my first, the first day I started the company, the reason I started the company, I know this is kind of a, not really a milestone, but the first day I started the company, I had 24 hours to build my website and launch it to lock in my spot as a solutions partner in HubSpot. Mm. I had a commission deal coming in. I was close. I was closing, I think, a sales professional and a marketing starter. And at that time in HubSpot ecosystem, you didn't get credit for marketing starter. So I closed the sales professional suite and rolled it out. And I, they were signing the contract the next day. And in order to get lifetime commission for that, I needed to have a functional website. I already had my LLC. 
So I launched my website on Wix, four or five pages to meet the bare minimum and hit sure. it within that 24 hour deadline. And still to this day, I get that commission or that lifetime payout from that customer that I onboarded. Wow. So they went on to raise 20 million Series A. So like they're growing because we implemented their system cleanly and they're scaling because they have an awesome product. <laughs> that's amazing. Ron. Yeah. And so that same <laughs> day, I had to buy website. I Pro and I sold enough to cover my initial subscription. <laughs> and at the time, I've only ever put two grand into my business uh, to start it up. And that was my mm -hmm. expense is I need to pay for one quarter of HubSpot Sales Pro. Right. But I break even the next quarter. And in my head, I was like, well, this is a huge risk. This is moving way too fast. But that is what, to me, made me make the jump from being a freelancer to a business. And that's my number uh, one milestone for me. It, the so, urgency that that created around having everything set all of a sudden turns over to this is now a commitment. It's not just a one-off project now. Exactly. That makes it's, a lot of sense, Ron, that the commitment of the project extended beyond the right now that you then yeah 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 i was i did some calculations and numbers in my head i'm a numbers guy so i've always loved math ever since i was younger so i looked at the numbers and i was like even if this goes poorly and they close out the one year of their contract i have a year right to try and build a business right do i have experience no okay let's let's take that one step at a time but here is my one year of runway which my overhead mm -hmm. is minimal. It's just HubSpot subscriptions and other tooling that I use because I work in my basement. And yeah, that was my first initial milestone that said, all right, I'm in it for the long run. Like I'm in this to grow it. I'm in it to scale it. Uh, and then kind of a nice story after that <clears throat> is in March, I believe it was March. Um, March I made 2021. Decision, March of 21. Yeah. Heard. I made the decision that this is not going to be just me. Because there are a lot of mm. spot admins out there, and I, I have all the respect in the world for them that run either their sole proprietorship or their solo business or just as a freelancer. And they work when they want to work, and they do it, and they do a great job. I made the decision that I wanted to grow into something bigger than myself. So I hired mm -hmm. Jeffrey, and whoever's listening probably is aware of Jeffrey Delwich. Uh, shout out to him. He has done a great job in engaging this proxy community and really being the face of Flywheel out there for us, which I super Agreed. appreciate for if you're um, on Discord, uh, he, Jeffrey is on Discord. He's the one posting all the gifts each day. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey. Sounds like him. Sounds like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I made the conscious. He applied to an intern post that I uh, had up on LinkedIn, and I was like, "You're way too qualified to be an intern. Let's chat. I want to learn why you're interested, what you want to grow to be, and what you, where you want to be in the future." Yeah. Uh, and really, at that point, I was like, "Okay, I'm investing in the business. I'm hiring Jeffrey, bringing him on." and my marketing wing and really building out my brand. Uh, and that was mm -hmm. the sole purpose of hiring Jeff was I need some brand recognition. We were at that point, Mark, Miller Creek Marketing, and I wanted to establish a presence in the HubSpot ecosystem uh, because I was growing and scaling. I think at that point I might've been, might've just hit gold or I might've just hit platinum. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm in this for the long run. Let's, let's start moving a little bit faster. Right, right. And, so, and, and Ron, just to say, so you, it, you said Mill Creek Marketing. Can you give us the story there so we understand the context that it's now Flywheel Consultancy? Yeah, definitely. That's probably my next milestone is uh, okay. this okay. past May. So May of 21, we renamed or rebranded the company over to Flywheel Consultancy. Now, I originally started the company as Mill Creek Marketing because I'm horrible with names. I <laughs> bought my house in Missoula in a small suburb called Miller Creek. 
the same day I started the company on December 3rd of 2020. So those of you listening around the world, this is Montana in the USA here in the States. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So naturally in my head, the only name I could think of was Miller Creek Marketing and did a quick Google search domains open. All right, let's get it. I have 24 hours. Right, right. Let's let's get it done. Yeah, that's the that's the origination story, at least. And Flywood Consultancy is more it's clear cut in it. I don't have to ask be asked the question, are you guys a full stack marketing agency? Because mm. I was getting asked that question every time I jumped on a call. Uh, we are not a full stack marketing agency. All Flywood Consultancy now and in the future does and will do is HubSpot consulting and consulting around the flywheel for revenue operations. And I wanted to embody that viewpoint. Love that. How we strictly do HubSpot work. We mm-hmm. HubSpot it doesn't own the flywheel model, but they promote it and endorse it right. and preach it as I do of uh, an ideal way to run your business uh, through the power of revenue operations. And what better tool to use, in my opinion, than HubSpot? Well said. So then the so then it, we go to the rebrand. You've hit diamond at this point, right? Correct. Yeah. Like you told We've been us before. For about a year now, I think. Just just under a year. Were there any customers, uh, partners, um, specific implementations that were difficult, but you still overcame? That, as you think back, um, other than that first enterprise by yourself in four months, that once you completed it or when you secured it and they said, we're going with you, that when you look back, it was like, that's, that's a big deal. That was a big thing that we did and accomplished. Yeah. I still, to this day, work with one of my largest clients. I called them my, the whale that I landed in February of 21. Um, so I've been working with them for over a year and a half now. And they, not single-handedly, but they have had a large impact on my availability to hire, to train, to onboard additional employees and to quote unquote, perfect my process of onboarding. Uh, they're mm-hmm. very, very complex Salesforce to HubSpot migration. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with deprecating their seven years worth of code base for their operations, their finance, their customer service, their sales teams, marketing through other platforms, all that's built in the code in Salesforce. Yeah, finding a way to unpack that with their product and engineering teams, because obviously I can't do all of that on my own mm-hmm. uh, and bring that all over to HubSpot and really serve as the HubSpot expert for their business. So any right. questions on where things are located, where things live, the logic behind them, why we built them a certain way is all in my head. Uh, and just because <laughs> I've learned it through the process with them. And that has been they've been the most impactful client that I've had historically because I've been able to learn and test so many new things out. Mm-hmm. Because it's more of a product engineering vibe rather than a sales and marketing vibe. Right. And honestly, that's something I didn't expect to ever come across being a HubSpot admin because you do work with sales and marketing teams largely, but right. then also engineering and product need to be looped in at these larger enterprise builds uh, and IT and all that. So yeah, it really opens up the realm of possibility of where where HubSpot has its impacts and touch points on a business. Gotcha. All right. So in between some milestones along the way, now talk to us about some people. So let's go back to the beginning. And as 
as you think back to the past couple of years here, who are some of the people specifically, call them out by name and maybe give us a story about how they were either impactful or you're just grateful that they are part of your journey here so far? Yeah, one of my first clients, I he ended up finding me on Upwork, reached out through LinkedIn, I believe, when I was in Denver still, uh, back mm. in 2020. Uh, he reached out and said, hey, I got a passion project and idea of a new business that I'm starting up. I want you to do my HubSpot implementation. And looking back, the, the revenue and the money that I generated from that business was so small. But he, his name is Ryan Mull, so shout out to Ryan Mull here. Um, he has been able to consult with me, give me ideas, recommend areas to focusing on actually growing out the business rather than growing out my HubSpot skills, whereas I would have none. Uh, like I said, I don't have a business background, but he is in the private equity space or he was in the private equity space mm. and started a handful of marketing agencies in the past before him as well. And I was able to feed off of what he was providing me to grow a stable, profitable business fully bootstrapped. And I think without him, I wouldn't be here today. My That's business awesome. wouldn't be here today at this point. I wouldn't have a team of seven around me and I could still be freelancing, honestly. Right, and just right. kind of running on my own. And so, yeah, huge shout out to Ryan Mull. He's been instrumental to my business uh, ever since day Shout out, Ryan. And yeah, couldn't couldn't be here without him. Um, yeah. So ahead. often we have, yeah, I, I love that it's because what I'm thinking back to, Ryan, is you had your your answer about where you're at is having conversations with people. And that mm -hmm. also... <laughs> led into how you started without all of the knowledge beforehand. And all of a sudden now, because you're having conversations with people and that's just true, then when you have a client like Ryan, then you're naturally just going to understand his business and what he does. And so you're going to absorb, like you just said. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, and that's, I'm that's the beauty this. of, yeah, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of working as a HubSpot admin, as a consultant, you learn so much about business. No matter your role, whether you're in sales, marketing, wherever you start from, you learn the intricacies of every part of a business. And because that's your job, that's half the job, over right. half the job. Is right. Tell me about how you operate. Tell me about your sales process. Tell me about how you ingest leads. Tell me about your website. Tell me about how you deliver whatever yeah. your services. <laughs> tell and me where you fall you short. Learn. Tell me yeah. where everyone cuts out. Where do they drop off? Yeah. Yeah, and so you end up shifting in part of the rebrand as well as we rebranded because we wanted to have that idea of being either a business consultant or a revenue operations consultant as well. Mm -hmm. Because when you work, when you're an admin, you understand the system and the business. And it's mm -hmm. a very hard thing to grasp both of. But when you do understand it at a very high level, you're allowed to do so many more things with HubSpot as a tool mm -hmm. and launch and scale and grow a company. Because at the end of the day, you, you're an expert in their business as well as your own. Love that. Well said. Well said. So Ryan's one. Did you have other uh, people you wanted to mention? Yeah, I, I definitely want to shout out my wife. Uh, her name is Kaylee Berry. Um, she has really been my rock since day one. I wouldn't have been able to even start the company and take the risk without her. And because I was trying to buy her an engagement ring, but also the financial <laughs> stability, emotional stability, um, and all of that around. We've made a lot of decisions together to prioritize our careers and right now focus and kind of hone in on, you know what, from these hours a day, we need to be sitting in our basement. Her office is right behind me. 
and just grinding away at work because that's what is important to us right now and mm-hmm. really focusing into our careers. She likes to say that she wishes that she can get a kickback for all the times that I say, oh yeah, my wife is a product owner. So I understand your engineering and product difficulties um, because I bring that up a lot on discovery calls when I know that there's some sort of engineering aspect. So she's mm-hmm. definitely been a knowledge resource and a personal resource for me throughout this mm-hmm. entire journey. So. Thanks so much for including um, people who are close to you personally so often. Um, it's easy to forget that we have, we're a whole person and we have two sides yeah. to us and, and many sides to us rather. And, uh, and it's important to include those who support us regardless of what side we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you, do you just patch the wall when she punches it through to shut you up? Do you just patch it or is there a access well, doors yeah we, we just got a drywall patch on the other side of that door but it wasn't for the reason you think of <laughs> all right we've come to the final question here run uh 10 years from now 2032 uh ron barry the third 2032 is standing in front of you what is he doing what is he saying to you what is he telling you to keep doing what is he reminding you of what does he say stop doing uh give us a picture of ron 2032 and what he'd be yeah. doing and saying to you yeah typically i like to run off of three-year timelines so where, where am i going to be in three years uh so i don't really think about the 10-year too often but i either it's really funny it'll all be two pathways and they're completely separate i'll either be away in a cabin somewhere with my family just thinking about no nothing related to business and just enjoying myself on land or i'll be the completely opposite and still in business trying to run my own thing or be a part of something larger and bigger than myself Uh, i alluded to that earlier is that's always been something that i strive for is to create or be a part of something that is bigger than just one person Uh, Mm -hmm. right now it is flywheel it's being a part of the admin community it's learning and improving and making businesses more efficient. And in the future, I definitely still want to be doing that, regardless of whether my role is still with Flywheel. We rebrand another time. I hope not. Um, but if wherever this current business goes and ends up, I'll, I'll likely be there. Or if it takes me somewhere else to be maybe with one of my clients or some future entity that wants to leverage my knowledge and skills with HubSpot and understanding of other business models and everything over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it could be, it's very, at some point in my life, there will be a split in the road that I will make that decision on. And I'm not, I'm looking forward to that day, but I'm not looking forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> understood. Understood. We don't know if that's three, five, 20 years from now. And you don't have yeah. to. That's why it's a fun yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it'll be either way. I'm excited for what the future holds. I feel very positive about the outlook of HubSpot that's saying shortly like it's HubSpot and where the tooling right. is growing and as a business where it's growing into the new markets into the new world i have no qualms against stating HubSpot is going to be insanely huge HubSpot services and the market around services is going to continue to grow and scale exponentially and the people around that that support it that benefit from it that can contribute to it are the admins it's the HubSpot admin community and that's really where i want to see exponential growth as well because honestly we need it we need Mm -hmm. more admins out there that are knowledgeable that can build a system that doesn't need to be cleaned up or fixed by someone else it can just be autonomous and at the end of the day 
help companies grow. Heard. Ron, tell us the those of those listening, share with us the best place where they can find you. Yeah, feel free to contact me uh, directly on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Ronald Barry the third, three eyes up there. Uh, you can also come to my website, flywheelconsultancy.com uh, and reach out through there. But I'm always happy to chat with anyone who's interested in HubSpot and businesses and revenue operations. So feel free to reach out. Find Ron over on LinkedIn. Ron, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, Grant. Appreciate it. Spock Tears, thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next Becoming a HubSpot Super Admin podcast. Spinny, spinny.